Hey, this is Zach with The Statement Show, and you may not have known this, but we do have a website. The fact that we mentioned it about 50 times at the end of the show, beginning of the show, in the middle of the show, and sometimes on the side part of the show, you may not have known that, but it is thestatementshow.com. You can click on the affiliate link, go ahead and use the Amazon link, get some amazing products, get a free audiobook from audible.com, and your help supporting our show. So uh, that's enough groveling for now. Enjoy the show. Hey, y'all, this is Karosha Ona, and you are listening to The Statement Radio Show with Terry and Zach. From the Night Shift Crew Studios in the D.C. metro area, this is The Statement Show. The lights are on. I'm Jim Harold from the Paranormal Podcast. Hi, this is Zach Ward. Hello, everybody. It's Tony Todd. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia from the WWE. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Howdy, y'all. This is Michael Hall, Green Beret combat veteran and TV personality. You're listening to The Statement Show with Zach and Terry. So get ready to make a statement. Welcome back to The Statement Show. I'm Terry James. And I'm Zach Chahi, and we are the podcast that fits in no category. Today, we welcome Karosha Una Carroll to The Statement Show. Better known as the queen of the paranormal, she starred as Cece for her paranormal adventure series, Cece the Huntress, conducts healing prayers for those in need on a constant basis. And she's here to talk about the paranormal, my favorite subject. Of so course, welcome. it's your favorite. Yeah, well, hey, yeah. I'm weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> Karosha, welcome to The Statement Show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys tonight? One fantastic. Absolutely. Hey, first of all, I I wanted to say congratulations on something real quick. That write up that the Huffington Post did for you about the Jimmy Star show. That was awesome. How you did that. The Kings Park Psychiatric Center. I watched that. Amazing. I loved it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a lot of people don't know about that particular facility is um, we actually had permission to go in. And I believe I'm the only one that ever got proper permission to go into the facility. Um, and I believe they, they gave it to me because I, I keep the balance of the properties and the historical value. I don't make fun. We don't go running out of the building and things like that. And other, uh, television shows like ghost hunting shows i've been able to get into a whole bunch of different places where they couldn't get in uh because i um i keep the historical value i keep it proper and kind and polite um but i am steeped in history and also the spiritual aspect so i have a different take on it so it's really cool is that something that you run into? I mean, like with like I know you were saying the other the other guys, if you will. But I mean, like right before we went on the air, Zach and I were mm-hmm. even talking. I said, I've got to ask her about the ghost adventures, guys, you know, because that is something that I, you know, I'll, I tend to watch well, those guys. Yeah. What's your Are take they, on all this? Yeah. What is your take on the ghost adventures, guys? It's entertainment. It's TV. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. you know, if, 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 if you're filming for five to eight days. Uh, any of these shows, n- not just ghost adventures, not just, um, you know, paranormal lockdown or the ghost hunters or any cockamamie show they got out there. Um, what you're seeing is edited, over-processed programming, which is for entertainment, um, purposes only. Sure. I, I, I think, I think it's great. It, it, it makes people scared. Um, but in reality, if you're wearing the same clothes five to eight days, making it look like one evening, I think that tells you something right there. That it's it's just not real, period. I don't care how many cameras they have up. They're editing it, and it's, that's not real. That's called entertainment. What I do is something different. We are live to tape, and it is 100% real, and that's what the Huffington Post reporter was so fascinated with. Her name is um, Eileen Shapiro. What, what a fabulous woman, by the way. And uh, she went in there as a skeptic, and she came out a believer, like, holy crap, this stuff is, like, really happening. And when it happens... It, it, it is, it is just stunning because you don't know what to do. You're just standing there with your mouth open going like, Oh my God, I'm hearing these things. Somebody just touched me. And, um, but the feeling in that building was very loving and good. And, and that's my take again on, you know, different paranormal shows. I, I think they're great for entertainment and they do have some great ideas and they have some wonderful equipment and, um, I was with the same management of, as the ghost hunters for like five years and did all the paracons and did all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, if I sing any more to the choir, I'm never going to get out of the church. <laughs> so therefore, I, I wanted to speak to the masses and show them what I do. And what I do is a fresh perspective um, on the paranormal, completely different, live, to tape, not edited one goddamn bit. Mm, that's cool. it. And so, that's it. And I, and I go into places which they would 
they would never think of. Obviously, the Kings Park. And uh, I climbed down a farming well in my older shows um, where ghost hunters were lowered in a swing. And I'm thinking, wow, okay. Um, I'm just a little more physical, a little more daring. I, I have a lot of great ideas, and I'm, I'm glad that the Huffington Post recognized that and wanted to take a risk, and then we just went viral. It, the whole thing went viral. It seemed like to me, though, that when the shows, all these paranormal shows, because it's obviously like a really popular thing right now, and it has been for a long time, and it seems oh, like a, sure. lot of, yeah. a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon, and mm-hmm. you could tell they don't take it serious. Uh, it's more of a, it's a quick thing on TV, and then they're going to yeah. move on to the next thing when that's over. Um, but oh, a lot yeah. of and- a lot of people are like closet paranormal people. They, they don't want to admit it because they know they don't want to be made fun of, but it is very <laughs> popular for reason because people watch it Um, Uh, all i know is you come with me on um, an investigation or a walk about a facility and man things just happen i have a way of calling the spirits to come to us first of all and then i just let them take over and i let you experience the paranormal firsthand and and live and as it's happening and you don't have any control whatsoever as to what's happening because what we're dealing with is with energy mm-hmm. all our equipment is uh, used to and all this popular equipment is only used to detect energy that remains now if the energy has an intellect that's different you know and how do you tap into that that that's where i come in and that's how i teach you as we went going through King's Park with um, Huffington Post and, and Ron and and Jimmy. And, of course, we also had um, Ricky Rebel. Oh, he was so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I really like that boy. Right, I do. Right. I really like a squeeze him. He's, and, yeah, he was a little unnerved, too, because it's um it's a little scary. And then when the spirits leave, everybody felt like, Everything just went away. Like, okay, now we can just wander and look at history and, and look at all this stuff. And the spirits are watching, but they're, they're just very quiet and they're not around us. But when we first got there, they everybody was like a magnet. They all swooped in Whew, and mm-hmm. things were happening and noises and Jimmy's name was called. And it was just, it was just crazy. And I got a, a couple little, you know, um, they reached out and decided to touch me, and yeah, it was it was neat. It was really cool. Now, do well, you, you know, do you take people on uh, tours? Do you ever take do like a, mm-hmm. a a public kind of hunt? I used to do that. I mm-hmm. used to do like I said the paracons, and I d- done with that stuff. I'd rather do the very large. Uh, comic cons or pop culture cons. Mm-hmm. Um, I do smaller events at times, um, still, but I used to do them all the time and I would present a product, um, that was like second to none. We have never not had a sold out event ever when we've done our events and they're very, very uh, low priced. Um, I like to give, um, part of my proceeds to different charities that uh, to help animals and people in need. And this is what I, this is my goal in life. And, and I work towards and I'm able to do it. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I like to, and we go to these funky places, but going to a King's park thing with a group, I don't think that's wise. You, you would have to make sure everyone was in pretty good physical condition because we had to kind of shimmy up next to a tree and up and into a window. All right. Well, first all, before, all the doors are locked. Explain to me what Kings Park is Give for people who don't know what that is. Okay. Kings Park uh, is called Kings Park Psychiatric Center. It's on Long Island, Kings Park, Long Island. It is a huge, massive acreage, at least 200 acres with over 100 buildings, which are all empty now. And it was the very first self-sustaining psychiatric hospital, um, I think, in the United States. Um, And what they would do is they would grow their own vegetables. uh, They would make um, their own, uh, they had their milk, vegetables, beef, uh, whatever they needed. There was a cobbler there. They'd make shoes. They they had uh, sports teams. They believed in uh, quiet recreational therapy uh, for people that had mental illnesses. And then they had, of course, when, when, uh, you know, lobotomies came along, uh, I guess that was handy for them to quiet people who were agitated down. And then, of course, Thorazine came after that. But it was a place, um, and some of the places and the houses, I call them houses, the buildings, Mm -hmm. um, 
they were for certain purposes. Like one would be uh, for the mentally um, and criminally insane. And that was the building we happened to be in um, there. And down in the basement, um, it, it, it proved that it surely was because they had actual shackles coming down from the ceilings and the sidewall so they could um, restrain other people. At first, I thought, honest to God, I thought, oh, this has got to be for piping on the wall or something. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't in any of the other tunnels. And then when I did more research as to like pictures of shackles and mental institutes and things like that uh, of the past, they were there. So what we were witnessing was history is almost pristine down there. What we found, um, it was, uh, it was horrific. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could feel, you know, how, how can you, how can you shackle somebody up like that? Mm-hmm. You usually see it in a movie. So, but, um, and there were no spirits around us then. You just felt this horrible energy nonetheless. What and, was um, your, what was your, what's your average time at some place like this? Like, do you show up mid afternoon and you're up all night long? Oh God, no! Listen, they're there when they want to be, and uh, Eileen Shapiro, you know, who, who was a skeptic, she she said the spirits aren't here anymore. I don't feel them because you can actually feel that energy impeding in your own energy force. It's like a weight; they just like push on you, and um, then then it'll be gone, and then there'll be a lightness around the area, and uh, almost like a comfort feeling, and. Mm-hmm. And that's when we decided, okay, let's just go explore. And, and we did a lot of that. Um, but, um, I, I usually go and I will do my sprays, um, to calm the area down or call the spirits for it, uh, depending on, you know, what effect I want. And then let's see if we have something. I, I'm not into staying up all night. Um, <laughs> ghosts don't come out to say boo on command all the time. And they're either there or they're not. And staying up all night and filming and watching all this footage, you know, you, you obviously don't have anything to do with your life that you got to sit there and do this. Um, we, we proved that right at Kings Park. These, these spirits were rocking and rolling right along with us. <laughs> I was, I always wonder. And then all of a sudden they're gone. <laughs> I always wondered what's with the whole night thing. I mean, does it, is it for oh, dramatic effect? For on, sure. Is it dramatic effect on TV then? Or? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is because it looks wicked scary. It does that, do that though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what, um, people want to watch and they want to get scared. Mm-hmm. And that's why these shows are great entertainment. Mm-hmm. They do have value to them. They show you techniques and they show you equipment mm-hmm. but the equipment they show you and this is another reason they do it late at night and 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 i'm not down into ghost hunters or anybody else they, they got their producers and they do actually the ghost hunters are off the air thank god finally <laughs> well i watched i anyway. i, I want to say one thing so i did i watched all these shows when they first mm-hmm. started ghost hunters and then of course mm-hmm. there's ghost adventures and I watched them all when they first started and they seemed like they truly cared and this is what they were really into and mm-hmm. they got a TV show and then as the seasons and successfulness starts moving forward, all of a sudden you start to notice how right. everywhere they go, they hear something everywhere. And in yeah. the beginning, it wasn't uh-huh. like that, but now, and then some of them would leave the show and they'd get on it or they were fired because they said, basically, we were told we had to go back, refilm and make mm-hmm. some stuff up because it wasn't good TV. And well, that, that I don't, that part, I don't know with working with them. I, mm-hmm. I have not heard those stories, but what I have heard is that the producers tell you what to say, what to do and how to do it. And if you don't, you don't get a paycheck. Right. And if you become popular on the show, let's say you're an underling, you're not really a big part of the cast. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you, you get, you get, you know, people watch and do all this stuff. And then negotiations for another show come. Well, you got too popular and we're going to have to pay you more. No, they just get somebody else to fill that spot. Mm. And after a while, you go through so many people that, um, you know, it, it, it loses something. But, um, I mean, I, I think, I, like I said, it's entertainment. I, I think if they could have more control over, um, what they said and, and do, maybe the shows would be different. Mm-hmm. But when someone else is pulling the strings and you want a paycheck because you got like five, six kids or something, then yeah, you're going to do it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Gettysburg. I've been here quite a few times. Oh, me too. Yeah. I'm close mm-hmm. to Gettysburg. So we've, my daughter loves it. I take her and then we've mm-hmm. done quite a few of the ghost tours and it's more, 
you can tell it's become an industry in that little area. Um, it's a show. Right. Yeah. I have a girlfriend that runs Gettysburg Ghost Exchange. Her name is Pamela Berry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and she used to do a radio show uh, a long time ago. I don't think she does it anymore. Well, we've done quite a few of them. It's actually quite competitive down there. But, you know, we enjoy it. <laughs> and they t- yeah. they all do their own little thing. They all have good mm-hmm. stories. And I really do oh, enjoy cool. it. Yeah. And uh, it's considered one of the most um, haunted places in America. That's the problem I have with some of this stuff, because everywhere you go, that's pretty much what everybody says. This is the most haunted <laughs> place in America. And, well, there can, you know, the idea is there can only be one of those. So pick one. Which one is it? <laughs> so I don't uh, believe, I don't, you know, I don't, yeah. can't technically everywhere be haunted because we die everywhere. Now, well, do, see, that that's the whole thing. Um, spirits are around 24 seven mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter matter when they die i think that if they have like a horrific accident it would be the time of the accident where there'd be more of an energy um you know um pop there okay. and things like that um and, and i just wanted to touch base on the equipment in the time of day oh, remember we Go said ahead. we film yeah, at night definitely. a lot of that equipment and i love it all but that equipment is extremely sensitive and it will it will get set off by your hearing aid let's say or a pacemaker or your cell phone even if it's shut off uh you have impulse wiring in the floor that'll make these really sensitive pieces of equipment that they show on these shows go off and uh, of course planes flying by and everything else and my god we've got a, a pole with wiring right there at the house and just all this stuff and and maybe maybe the horse hair plaster and mortar uh that you have in your old inns and you know antiquity old houses um maybe they have um lime calcification in them that because they use the lime kilns back then to make the plaster and that's energy source so it would pick up all of this but to do it at night um they have less of it except for except for the walls having lime in it that's a whole different uh, uh, subject okay and Mm. so um that's why um, they do it at night. So the equipment works a little better. Well, a lot of people also don't realize that in our atmosphere, we have ebbs and flows of energy patterns every single day, 24 hours a day, outside, inside, in your car. It's always ebbing and flowing and your equipment will go off. That doesn't mean you have anything paranormal going on. That's called science and that's just the way it is. And my thing is to why don't we have the equipment go off on command? If it goes off on command, then obviously that energy spike that we had has an intellect to it. It could very well be a spirit. And those are all really good points. Here's let me ask you this though. Okay, so let's just say at my house. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you know? Okay, I'm so I'm sitting here right now and then all of a sudden a picture falls off the wall. Okay, fine. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe the maybe it wasn't on the nail very well, you know. Or sure. you hear noises upstairs when no one's up there. Okay, maybe it's the house settling. How do you without someone who can go out and buy hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever of this equipment, mm-hmm. is there is there a way to really Really know if that's just the nail didn't didn't hold the picture or versus well, this, it actually being a spirit how do you know those things this is what i teach and i'm glad you asked me the question um i just say don't buy that expensive equipment because it's <laughs> going to start going off in your house with the impulse wiring with mm-hmm. most homes have and so i say buy middle of the road stuff and then if it goes off well we still don't know uh what i try to teach you is how to feel the energy can you feel it? Uh, and I do a series of little testing things and people, they can feel it. And then I say, let's walk around. And this is what we did at Kings Park too. I taught them how to feel it and what it feels like. So when they come up against this energy, um, they will know that that is most likely spirit energy, especially if they ask that energy to come to them. Oh, so so if you're sitting like on your bed um, and you're asking a relative or even a spirit in the house to come to you, um, you're not going to see an imprint on the bed. That's just you know somebody's wild imagination in Hollywood. You're going what you're going to do is you're going to feel the energy. And you feel it right next to you, and it's it's unmistakable. Once you, feel, it's like the smell of death. You know what I mean? You smell mm-hmm. dead animals. You'll never forget that smell. Ooh, it doesn't matter. It mm-hmm. could be 50 years. And you smell it. You go, oh, that's something dead on the side of the road. Uh, but the same thing with this energy. When you feel this, it, it's 
You've never felt anything like it in your life. And, and I teach you how to be receptive to it, how to communicate with it and how to feel it. So therefore you got the picture falling off the wall and you really want to know what's yeah. going on. So exactly. you have a, you, you know, when we pass away, we have the same personality as in life. So why not just talk to the spirit? And put your hands out. Um, you know, like you see me in my pictures with my hands out. Mm-hmm. Put them out. Ask them to come forward and, and just kind of walk by you or come close to you. And you're going to start to feel the energy change right near you. You, you might get goosebumps. You, your chest may feel heavy. Your knee, knees may feel weak. It's, it's, um, at first it's an unsettling feeling because you've never felt it before, but they're trying to communicate and it's my job to teach you how to do that. And, and I think that's why my uh, career is still on the upswing when most, um, um, you know, shows uh, come and go and, and this and that, because I just have a whole different way of teaching it. I like hands on with people and I'm based in reality. I mean, not everything's a demon or a ghost and I got to <laughs> run out the building. I mean, right. it's just not that way. Well, we had Jim Harold from, from the Paranormal Podcast on when I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever heard of Jim or not, but um, we had him on mm-hmm. and I actually told this story and I kind of wanted to get your take on it. So sure. I was sitting on my bed one time and I was I was talking to my mom on the phone. We were just having a regular conversation and my dog comes in and he goes into we you know, our bathroom is attached to the bedroom and he goes sure. in and he starts going crazy. And huh. what it is is there's a there's a fishing lure that I have of my grandfather's that's kind of in there. And it there's absolutely positively no way it can move. It can do anything. It's just the way it sits. It can't move on its own. I don't care okay. whether the air conditioner or anything kicks on. It's not going to happen. And it was moving. And he's going okay. bananas. He's going bananas on this thing. Right. OK. I, di- I didn't really think anything of it. I'm Of course, I'm talking to my mom. And I said, you know, I told him to. All right. Quiet. You know, because I'm trying to talk on the phone. And so we ended up hanging up eventually. And about an hour later, my mom calls me hysterically saying that my uncle had passed away and he had died of a drug overdose. Um, so obviously kind of sudden. And but I should back up probably. But, but after I'd gotten off the phone with my mom before she had told me this, I walked around the foot of my bed and right around the foot of my bed, it was just like really, really cold. I mean, like literally goosebumps cold. I'd never like, you know, right. that ill flu feeling right there, you know? Oh, God. Yeah, so I know that one. <laughs> I go out and I talk to my wife, you know, just telling her all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, I, like I say, about an hour later, my mom calls telling me all this. Now, the thing is, here's the weird part about all this. Me and my uncle didn't really get along very well. Mm-hmm. So why he if that truly was him or anyone else, why he would want to come and and move a fishing lure my grandfather's I don't know but it or was it just was is do you take that as to be just it happened you know so be it whatever it was or do you really think that that was something that really was paranormal well let's break it down uh, your grandfather's fishing lure was it on the floor or just yeah. on the wall it's or on, it's on the wall like literally kind of tacked up there to the point to where it just can't move but it was moving really okay um you, you have wooden floors or, or a rug wooden floors you have wooden floors and the dog was barking or jumping up and down was he jumping well, on the wall the uh the into the bathroom he was actually jumping up on the toilet he like put his paws his front paws up on the toilet and was like barking okay. right at the the fishing okay. lure now, now, I'm just trying to think scientifically. So, we were dealing with energy now, and the dog is barking, and air is coming out of his mouth. There is vibration that carries right. over to a fishing lure. Right. But possibly it could be something as simple as that. That, But why would he bark at the fishing lure when he's Correct. never done that one before? And, and, so, and the other part of that is, do dogs have that that sense? I mean, is that something? Is that is that an animal sense like that? I mean, do they really bark at? Do they have that thought process that they can see paranormal, or do we really even know that? Well, I've taken my pets on uh, paranormal, say, adventures and things like that, and and they're very good ghost detectors. Mm. I mean, they they will look and bark and. And they seem to know, and they got such an innocence about them. Now, that's your grandfather's lore. How, what's the relationship with your uncle? Was that yeah, his son? His son, correct. That was his son. Then that's why he came to it. It had really nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. It had to do with that and touching base. That's mm-hmm. it. There's some significance in that lore. And the reason you hung it up, 
obviously there's significance in it because it would be in a back closet somewhere. Right. And correct. so therefore on the passing, he immediately went and connected and the dog intercepted that, um, that energy pattern and where the dogs are so receptive to things that we're not, they can hear pitches at different levels. We can't even think of, and they see really good in the dark, <laughs> you know? Um, so I would think that, yeah, I think the dog, uh, sensed that the energy fluctuations in that area were way off and it, and it, and it bothered him a bit. So therefore he alerts you to these things. Something's wrong over here. Something's wrong over here. Like he's not saying, Oh my God, there's a ghost. Now he's just saying something's wrong here. The energy's wrong. It doesn't feel right. Something's real wrong here. Mm-hmm. And because he feels the energy shifts and all of that. And you, that was one of the things that I was going to tell you, uh, that I do teach people is the heat and cold. Cold mm-hmm. doesn't mean bad. Heat doesn't mean bad. It just means that's how they're presenting themselves. That's how the energy's coming through. And, so and to I, be honest, I, I, I'm sure it is. Parent, I'm sure when you got the dog and your uncle and and then yeah. that lore, I would think that that has something to do with um, your uncle dying, his crossing, and um, and going right for that lore and the dog intercepted. I guess the reason I ask that is because I guess I am a very skeptical person. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. With with spirits, you know, I think I don't really go as far as to say this, but when you add the paranormal, when you add those things, unfortunately, spirits slash ghost, mm-hmm. whatever, we lump them into Bigfoot and Loch Ness oh, Monster God. and uh, you unicorns. Know, but what that's are you trying to fair. say? Bigfoot's not real? Hey. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my Lord. <laughs> but, you know what I say? Like, we but, see all these paranormal groups coming and going, and most of them are going now. And uh, I always make a joke like they're off chasing Bigfoot. That seemed to be the whole, whole new thing going on that's chasing bigfoot now um and then they're not going to find him and neither we're going to find the jersey devil either (laughs) (laughs) well i mean well my thing is the whole and what the whole paranormal thing is the one thing we all have in common is we're all going to die and we're all scared i think there's a Mm -hmm. bit of nervousness because nobody knows what to expect so they gravitate towards this subject because they want to understand it more but Right. There's a part of me that, you know, and even, you know, because when my dad passed away, I I had a dream that he had come to me and it felt Mm -hmm. real, like 10 minute nap. And he and it felt real. Like I woke up and literally like I had talked to him. And but, you know, you have some people say, well, was that your mind trying to heal you basically because you needed to get over it or did it really happen? To me, it felt like it really happened. (laughs) And that I'll see the idea I took away from it was that I will see him again. Are you a religious man? Uh, I'd probably have to go on the side of not really. I'm not, not that I don't believe in religion. It's just right. it was something that was really pushed on me heavy when I was a kid. So I kind of gravitate away from, I don't go to church. Oh my God, join the club. So. I think we're raising the same family. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't believe in God. And maybe my problem, my problem with the whole thing is, and, and, I don't trample into anybody's beliefs, but the Bible has been rewritten by man. And I have a problem with that because how do we know it was shaped in somebody else's view? Well, that that's, that's true. And, um, the interpretation of the, the Bible in the Catholic religion is the catechism. Mm -hmm. Um, they interpreted it and that's what they teach. And that's their religion. Some religions just do the King James uh, version, which is the heat handed down from uh, the Hebrew version. And, um, I'm non-denominational. I mean, I was born Catholic, but I didn't, I just didn't like all that stuff with the, them hitting me with the ruler mm-hmm. and the confessional. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like I was traumatized or something. And just like so many people that are religious, but when you bring up the whole thing about ghosts or ghost hunting or the afterlife, and right away, right. oh, that's nonsense. But I'm like, you're religious. You, that's in, that's stuff yeah. in the, that's in the Bible. <laughs> well, well they obviously that, yeah. don't read it. That's it. They don't educate themselves enough to read to find out what's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and what they're talking about. They're talking about reincarnation and ghosts and all demons and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but well, that's where, funny because yeah. I actually, well, I, I actually had this conversation not too long ago, Zach, with someone, and they said the exact same thing that ghosts, as in like a friendly ghost, do not exist. Only demons. Only the demon aspect exists. Not, really? Not, yeah, which makes absolutely oh. no sense to me. So you're saying that there's only bad ghosts. They were like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's True. only demons. Well, there's mm. Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. I don't think the holy ghost is mean <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't just, think so i just i think my personal opinion is i think that 
there will always be an interest in the conversation of the afterlife, but we're not meant right. to know everything. And there will always no. be a stopping point. And, uh, sure. And, and that's what makes it so fascinating because there's so many variables, mm-hmm. so many differentials that you cannot possibly, you know, uh, you can't get a, a certification in the field of paranormal mm-hmm. because there's nothing to base the certification on where it's an ever changing field. There are no standards mm-hmm. for it. You can go to a ghost hunting class and give you a certificate. But you cannot get a certification like you would if you, uh, like we're a heart surgeon or something. It's, it's, it's all different. So. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, the ghost hunting thing is probably the one thing I, you know, I'm a big, I, I like the whole subject. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I love the whole the UFO aliens. I, I love this mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm still skeptical like anybody, but the, and after, that's how, the afterlife, go ahead, is I'm the, sorry. that's okay. Uh, I mean, the, the afterlife, it's, that's probably one of the most things I'm most passionate about. Whenever I see a documentary on Netflix or Amazon, I watch it. And oh, some yeah. of them, some of them are really bad. Don't get me wrong. And some of them are really good. But I can't. Mm-hmm. I, when you hear some people go, "Oh no, when you die, you're just done. That's it. It's black. It's gone." I mean, I have a hard time with that because I'm thinking all your life experiences are just snuffed out just like that. I don't. I don't believe it. Yeah, I I have a hard time thinking about that too. Um, I too many weird things and way too many coincidences. But I. I I get into this field like you. I am a skeptic, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I need to find a plausible explanation. I think that ninety eight percent of everything people call paranormal is absolute BS. Mm-hmm. I think there's only two percent that may be the real paranormal that we have to look for. The rest is like concocted in someone's brain because they were scared when they were a five year old and they revert back to those you, you know uh, feelings and thoughts and you know got to hide my head under the blanket and then they seeing demons and oh my god then you know i always say when people ask me for advice about demons i tell them to call the five o'clock news because (laughs) by the time they get over and start filming the head will still be spinning and the books are coming off the shelves and you need all of that witness (laughs) stuff so you can get an exorcism (laughs) so call them why are you calling me for (laughs) i just and i don't want to make fun of people but sometimes we have to look you know when we call our information um we really have to look seriously at you know situations which could be medical which could be psychological we know that is the medical are they taking their medication properly and what medication are they taking do they have sleep apnea are they overweight um, did a spouse pass away? Um, this happens a lot. Um, I get a lot of phone calls and when I do my uh, conventions, when people will, they're very intimate with me about what's going on, especially if a spouse, um, <clears throat> has passed away mm-hmm. and, um, they're thinking they're having ghost sex. Now, most people laugh at that. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. It, it, I'm laughing they, they, now. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but they really believe that's exactly what's happening. And, and I tell them, you know what? Um, that's not what's happening. Your husband or wife, they not come back and you're not having sex in the bed. <laughs> what, what you're doing is you're recalling all those feelings and emotions and you remember them like they happened yesterday. And you have a need and a want for human companionship of that warmth of human touch. And that's what triggers these sensations and these memories to come back to you. And, um, that's how I explain it to them. It's, um, it's, it's, I feel it's the way it is. I, I really don't think, um, I'm sure there are incidents where they do have, you know, the incubus and the succubus and all of that. But for the most part, when I do hear the stories, it often always involves a partner or spouse that has passed away and the people are lonely, flat out lonely for human, you know, companionship and the warmth of someone's body near them. And so they're, they're, uh, thinking on what it felt like and that's what they recall. Well, see, how many, how many people are taken back by an answer like that? Do they figure, cause, you know, used to hear people and they would always kind of, it seems more like they prey on the people that are having, they lose somebody that's close to them recently and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden all the psychics come out of the woodwork and want to help them and, Right. And that's another thing I don't like. I don't like these spirit mediums or psychics. 98% again can go to hell in a handbag because they're playing and they're pulling at your heartstrings and um, they give you leading questions. I know this for a fact. 
And I've done research where we've taken a bunch of women and, 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 and men out, and I've actually paid my own pocket so we could go to one particular psychic. No one knew we were connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, lo and behold, we all get the same reading. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I thought that was, that was amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a true psychic, you should be able to sit right in front of them. And that's uh-huh. it. No name, no nothing. I, I shouldn't even have to speak. And right, you should be able exactly. to tell me what I'm thinking and who is yeah. there to talk to me. But, and, you know. But the, the funny thing is, is I was, I worked at Unit One, the gang task force in Lawrence, Massachusetts. And I was um, the te- detective, whatever. And, um, I could interrogate. I could, I could ask leading questions that I think a good detective is actually better than a psychic mm-hmm. because of how they get the answers out of you. And, and for the next question, the next thing you know, uh, you think the psychics, uh, you think the detective's a mind reader and psychics use these same techniques. I know it. I see it all the time, you know, and that's another reason why I don't do these local paracon things or anything. I just won't, um, connect it to that. I, I don't. I think they, they take money and that's bad. Mm. Although there are a couple, now you, now you take the other 2% in the world. Now you got millions of people left, you know. And, um, and some of them are really, really good. I mean, Stephen shocked me. I just sit there and say nothing. And, and it's amazing the things that they can come up with, you know? My thing is this, because, you know, obviously when you're flipping through the TV and you see like, uh, for instance, I'll, the Long Island medium or something like that, you know, I, uh-huh. I don't know. She could be very, I don't know, I, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm using her as an example. Mm-hmm. My only thing with someone that does this when they're doing it with like an adult and they're, and they're mm-hmm. saying these things to an adult, it's one thing, but then there's sometimes children get involved in these things. And if you're outright looking at children and lying to them and, and, mm. and just total deceit, you know, that's what, that's where I start, I guess, getting to this point to where I really don't like that. You know, I mean, right. I mean, I, I, I <clears throat> you see these children that all they want to do is like if their, their mother died when they were three and here they are 10 now, and they just want to know if, if their mother's watching over them and they're going, Oh yeah, right. you know, here she is. She's, she sees you with your doll baby all the time, <laughs> whatever, you know, I mean, are, do they oh, really? That's, that's bad. That's <laughs> really, that's, that's just bad. <laughs> I, know? um, I know when I do, um, you know, my work, I have people, they ask for readings. They're not psychic readings. Mm-hmm. They're, en- they're energy readings. I read your energy. I've been a, um, I've been a Reiki master and a licensed physician in Corona Reiki for over 20 years. And, um, I will read your energy. And I have had children come with their parents and I make sure the parents are standing right there and I never let them leave the table. I don't believe in that. And I will read a child's energy, but it's not about their dead pets. It's not about anything. It's all positive. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a good feeling. And, um, most of what I do, um, is, is to help people to maybe change their life a little bit. Um, give them positivity, give them suggestions, you know, on how to deal with life's problems in a positive manner, depending on where the energy has like a deficit. So, um, but dealing with children, I think that is, I don't know. I yeah. I frown upon it. I wouldn't want it done on my own children mm-hmm. exactly. at all. Me neither. Right, no, right. no, no. I have um. Well, the two son. My my older son passed away, but um. I have um. My other son that remains, and my daughter. Um. The two boys would always though they're really into the ghost hunting and stuff, but my daughter was always afraid. She does a lot of the um business end instead. I don't. I mean, and I don't want to get too personal. If I'm getting too sure. personal, just tell me to to go away. But like you say, your you say your oldest son passed away. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever feel any of that energy? Absolutely. And and the thing is, um, I I would ask you. You get really low sometimes. It's mm. only been three years, and mm. um, I will cry out. Can you just just show me you're you're here? Hey, you know I'm a even though I'm a believer, I'm still a skeptic. It's still mm. hard to accept accept. And him and I always had this dumb name. I'd call him Adam, you know, and I, one day I was real, real low and I said, can't you just, you know, show yourself? And I looked up, lo and behold, there's Adam Street. Wow. And, and then I went further to another town and I'm looking for a street. I found North Adam Street. <laughs> I'm like, everywhere I went, it was Adam, 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 Adam. I said, that's enough. That's enough now. <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> they say was, spirits um, I, talk to you. They say spirits talk to you. You just you don't interpret it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they, I th- I think you can sometimes if you get good at feeling the energy, you, you kind of can feel good, bad, 
Um, well, I know you guys know you can feel bad energy because sure. when, when you give a handshake to somebody or mm. next thing you know, you find yourself crossing the street unexpectedly because someone's coming your way. Why are you doing that? That's because mm-hmm. you feel the energy is off. It was a protecting uh, mechanism when you were born. It's your, it's your intuition. It's your instinct. You can feel bad and you can feel good. And this is what I try to teach people with the energy. That energy remains and it's either good or it's bad. And you can feel it, so you'll know how to, you know, stay away from certain energy. All right, so mm-hmm. I've got uh, another question here about your ghost hunts and, mm-hmm. and investigations. What do you find to be the most common evidence that you get? Obviously, video is like the holy grail, and it doesn't seem to be that much of it. It seems to be more EVP related. Would you say that EVP is the most common? Um. Oh. Isn't that funny? I, I think investigators, um, they all have their special thing that they're good at. It's like we can all play chopsticks on mm-hmm. a piano, mm-hmm. but can mm-hmm. we become that concert <laughs> pianist? Mm-hmm. No, I know I couldn't, although I can play the guitar and sing, <laughs> but I'm not playing a piano any day soon. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, that's funny because I, I'm really good with the camera. I can take great pictures. I've actually gotten awesome really awesome footage of, of weird things. Um, I do great EVPs. Um, I would, I would have to say you're probably correct. E- EVPs land on the audio tape, whether it's the camera, the recorder, whatever you happen to have, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, doesn't mean they're going to land on all of them. They might just land on one of them. And, um, so you'll have something there. Um, I think it's all in the way that they present themselves. I actually like uh, taking pictures with the old 35 millimeter cameras mm-hmm. because it's a real rich um, tone to it. The iris and, and the shutter are, are different than, uh, let's see, digital cameras. Um, and where are you getting that developed? I don't anymore. <laughs> I have to go. I have to do the digital. But when I first started out, I used to use a Polaroid film, the Instamatic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you, you couldn't mess with it in an edit. And being a girl in this field, it, it, you know, male dominated. I was called every name under the damn sun, body shamed from here to kingdom come. And really, uh, they, what are you talking oh, really, about? Wow. Really bad. And, um, I still am. I, I still am body shamed. I'm, uh, I got racial slurs thrown at me because of my, uh, my interracial family and, um, wow. on and on and on and on and on. But the one thing they cannot do is question my work, all my achievements and accomplishments because they're, they're rock solid, uh, time stamped and, and everything. So people turn to the obvious, you know, are her breasts real or her lips oh, real? Uh, and the list goes on. And, uh, of course the N word pops up a lot. Wow. And, um, yeah, and, and, and it's a shame. You would think in 2017 that right. this would stop and, and it doesn't. And I know it also happens with men at times too. Uh, if they happen to, don't want someone in their clique or whatever the drama that goes with it. And, um, I think it's pretty, pretty sad. I, I've got earmuffs and blinders on. I just keep going and sharing the knowledge and, and uh, working my charities and, mm-hmm. um, helping people uh, find a bit of closure uh, through the different techniques that I give them. And so they can teach other people when I'm done teaching them. It's not like they always have to come back to me and mm-hmm. give me money all the time. I, I don't go for that. I see. I want to yeah. be able to teach something. So uh, just so everybody knows, your website is queenoftheparanormal.com. So yes. I went I went on to your website and saw that uh, there's multiple photographs of you giving food to uh, homeless. There's giving it to the shelters for uh, animals which i'm a big mm-hmm. i've got oh, four cats absolutely. a dog and and a guinea pig and yeah um, and i and it's funny even with all the i i try to bring awareness to uh shelters that maybe aren't that well known and mm-hmm. i put up the websites and I, I i help out and i remember um i come back from uh winf was it Win- Winston, Virginia, mm-hmm. Winchester, Virginia. Oh yeah. Winchester. Yeah. That's about yeah. an hour away from here. Yep, yep. Yep. Oh, what a beautiful town. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Everybody yeah. dresses like they're out of a Coles catalog over there. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm not well dressed. <laughs> so, anyway, they've got a wonderful uh, shelter there, a rescue league right like downtown. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was over there, you know, helping, we're doing some, um, cleaning out the cat, 
the cages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I told a story about it. We put up some pictures and a gentleman who uh, honestly was on a show, uh, but off the show for quite a few years, uh, just really had a hard time that I would um, put up the good deeds that not only I did, but my son did and, and, and my daughter that was with me and um, on what we gave and all the things that we do. They were having a mental breakdown at, at, at because I, I do these charitable things and it's, it, that's too bad. They got a problem with that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I wouldn't see why there was a problem with that. But no, um, you're doing what you're passionate about, which is really admirable. And I, I do. Thank I, you. I, I like I said, I watched all these shows, and I think the style of what you're doing is is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I think you. everybody should get a chance to take a look and go to your website. Uh, yeah. So and yeah, and uh, your your Twitter handle is uh, let's see here, Queen, Queen of the Para. Of the Para, I guess paranormal wasn't available or too long or too long. It was too, it was too long. I couldn't <laughs> get it. I, it was just way too long. Oh, there are my pictures. I was wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have others to put up. It's just like I I run my uh, social media with my daughter and mm-hmm. I, and it, it's sometimes it's tough to keep up with. You know? <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Queen. <laughs> so what, where'd you come up with Queen of the Para? normal by the way is that 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 was actually somebody coined that for me mm-hmm. i it was probably like in 2005 um i was doing you know different shows and stuff and he called into a radio show and called me the queen of the paranormal yeah. and god i wish i would have gotten his name and and the show but yeah it, it that's what we did i have posters of cc the huntress queen of the paranormal that go way back 2004 2007 and uh, i used it that long and when i stopped doing the these paracons um and uh, paracons are fun uh, mm-hmm. oh it's great um but everybody it becomes more of a, like a family reunion instead of like sharing what you're trying to do and no general public even shows up because you've got like jimmy sue and buffy on the list and <laughs> who the hell knows these people uh, <laughs> and i'm sure they're very knowledgeable i i I'm sure they are, but who's going to buy a ticket to that? I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd buy a ticket if it was all ghost hunters on the bill or something. Sure. Oh, yeah, know? right. It'd be different. But um, anyways, um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, you know, you <laughs> know you've been. Paranormal, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've been doing the paranormal investigating for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Is there is there any place right now that is like the holy grail that you either have you haven't been allowed to investigate or that you really want to get out there and investigate? Is there is there that one spot now? I've never not been a, um, not allowed to go to places. I, and I, I don't know why. I just, I think it's my approach and, uh, to keep the, the property, uh, you know, in, in a good perspective. Um, where would I like to go? Oh gosh. I, I just like to go to places that are not done to death. And, um, oh I think God, that's yeah. it. That's important because the spirits don't want to come out. I mean, it just they see too many people they're shy and 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 half the time they're they're not even there and right. it's just a tur- it's just a tourist attraction mm-hmm. so i'd rather go to some place like the top of a mountain or in a deep dark cave that no one found and to me it's pushing the limits and and trying to find where is where are the spirits are they down mm-hmm. a well mm-hmm. are they what where are they you know and and look for them that way i think that's important yeah i've wondered if all these shows have spiked up trespassing because <laughs> you know people are very respectful when it comes to certain yes i'm sure i'm i'm sure it has and um a lot of thievery has oh, going yeah. on with with events and also with properties mm-hmm. and and that's that's why I kind of stopped doing all the, that stuff, and t- just took a different approach with teaching, and obviously with the, the filming of the different shows that we're doing, like with Jimmy Starr uh, and Ron Russell. Well, all I gotta say, those all, all I gotta say here, um, one 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 of the ones that I thought was really cool was the uh, that big penitentiary that they filmed uh, the Shawshank Redemption in, but they also mm-hmm. did ghost yeah. hunts there. Uh, right, and, right. And it, now that one seems like it's in half decent shape, but I gotta say, some of these places are still kind of just eyesores. They're like standing for no apparent reason. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Why haven't well, they been knocked down yet? <laughs> why are they still oh, there's, there? There's a very good reason for that. <laughs> Same thing with King, King's Park. Um, they're filled with asbestos. You can't oh, knock them down. Okay. What are you gonna do? You know, we went in Somebody and. Somebody would have um, to pay a, a, some, a crew to go in there and, oh. yeah, oh my God, it'd be expensive. It would be beyond expensive. So the best thing to do is they take the windows out and they let it aerate. And 
I, I just don't know. Uh, I've been into so many buildings like that and I do have breathing masks and things that we wear, but for the shows, we, we didn't, there really wasn't much where we were at the time in Kings Park, but other parts of Kings Park and piles and piles of asbestos. It just looks like snow in the building. And if the wind blows, it's all over the place. It's very dangerous uh, to go there. So, uh, let me finish up with one. I have one last thing that to, to touch on. Did, did you know, do you know a lot of people in the industry then, would you say? Um, like from the TV shows, um, did you know the Constantinos? Oh, yes, I did. I actually, um, did an event with them. This is many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, having a conversation with her and just saying that, um, always trying to get people help, uh, you know, counseling before they, um, you know, she was shot. So, oh, yeah, um, it's a very disturbing, very, I mean, very, very sad. And, um, sometimes in, I would get upset because some people would, would reach out and talk. I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, because you're the abuse, but some people enjoy the chaos. Some people don't want to rock the boat because they get close to someone who was on TV. And, and that's sad too. Um, as far as the ghost hunters, um, I, I know all of them. Um, I've done many, many events with, um, let's say Dave Tango, his father, Bruce Tango, mm-hmm. Steve Gonzalez. My kids, uh, used to do their vending for them. And, uh, we would just travel and do these ghost hunting events all over the place. Um, I have not met, uh, Zach Baggins, but I, w- I would like to, mm-hmm. I know Nick Groff very well. Uh, um, did a, um, an ES news interview on him. Um, one of the other things that I do news correspondent work okay. and, uh, yeah, so I, I know them and, um, I think, like I say, it's great entertainment and some of the things they do, I think it's, it, it's awesome introducing new equipment and giving people an idea of what it's like, but until you're really out there, doing it the right way um i believe you need a mentor that has had many years just don't go by the shows and <laughs> um and and go out there and really do it on a professional level sure. um it, it's way different than what you're watching on tv like I that's bet. why you guys you guys have to come with me you know eileen shapiro from the huffington post to. well you know Ron the problem Jimmy, is they were amazed l- the problem is if know. you had me on a, if you had me on a ghost hunt if we <laughs> actually did find evidence of something like came out of the woodwork you'd turn to say hey what do you think and you'd see me running you'd like there'd be <laughs> oh, that's a trail my, that's my that's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really into it. And you'd be like, hey, Zach, what do you think? Wait, Zach, where are you? You know, <laughs> like, I'm I want to go. You let me know when you're in Gettysburg again and you're going to do something. And I'm, I'm there. I'm telling you right now. I'm ready to. Well, I'm re- oh, yeah. Well, they, they have a four state, um, four state Comic Con, four state Horror Fest. Um, that's down in, was it Haggardsville, Maryland? I'm just Hi, trying Phil. to think okay, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's Hyattsville. Mm-hmm. This is ha- Haggardsville or Haggardsville. something like that. Um, Hagerstown? There's a Hager, uh, Hagerstown, Maryland. Hagerstown. Maybe that's where it is. It's um, probably about 20 minutes outside of Gettysburg. Okay. And yeah, that's so probably – well, Hagerstown's probably – what is Zach? Maybe thir- 40, you got Thurmont, Gettysburg. 30 or 40 minutes yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah, about the right area. area. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not too bad. Yeah, that's yeah, probably um, fair though. We're yeah. negotiating right now about me coming out in September. So mm. um, that, may, that may be a really cool thing thing um either that or they're going to do some kind of horror paranormal thing and um that might sound interesting as well we'll see well, if you if you come to hagerstown i'm coming to meet you that's a promise oh we'll have a ball and you know what and you could be as skeptical as you want but i will show you how i feel the energy and believe it. me when you leave you're going to say you know what i actually learned something i can feel it now it's, it's a so. really weird sensation and um I've never not had anyone walk away um, a skeptic still. They're all like open-minded going, whoa, this is weird. <laughs> this okay. is really weird. Yep. Before I let you go, you do have something coming up in June with uh, Jimmy Starr again, right? And by the way, I love Jimmy Starr. I love Me? that. Oh, my God. I love that show, first of all. I love his You know, most podcasters, they'll sit around, you know, everybody's show, you know, well, I don't listen to that show. And you, know, you, you got you to gotta play that game, you know. That's not oh. true. Oh, gosh, I love no. I love Jimmy Star Show. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out right now and say it. I love those guys. Yeah, and and they just seem like they had a blast with you. But you've got something coming up in June, correct? Yes, we're actually going to be filming uh, two more um, 
two more shows with uh, Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell, and I, I love them both. We're going to have Eileen um, Shapiro with us from the Huffington Post, and we got some we got some really cool locations. I can't really tell you about them, but because um, we don't want to, you know, let's cat out of the bag. But we got some great uh, footage that we're going to do there, and also we're going to be working with a real live mobster, uh, Ronnie the Rottweil Kerner, and you mm-hmm. can Google him, and he's one tough uh, Jewish dude, and that's what they call him. He's the last. Of the Jewish mobsters. And what's his name again, real quick? Ronnie the Rottweil Kerner. In fact, they're doing a series on him, uh, sort of like the Sopranos, but with Mm -hmm. real mobsters and real stories. And um, I actually have a a part in that, a big major role in that with him. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. We're going to be working with him on one other show. So there'll be a total of four shows. The one we did at King's Park and then three more with Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell and Eileen Shapiro. So that's cool. And the best way to find all that is going to your website. I'm assuming you keep all that updated. You can go to uh, queenoftheparanormal.com and from there you can get into all the social media where all the stuff's posted. Exactly. And of course you can go to our website at thestatementshow.com where we're going to have a link to this uh, podcast. So if you're listening to it, you know, that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. a little selfless plug. But anyway, uh, (laughs) one, one last thing. We're we're sure. we're we're gonna let, and then we'll let you go and but so for everybody out there, give them a good pronunciation of that name. My name is Krosha Anastasia Carroll. And by the oh way, beautiful beautiful name. I love the way that, that sounds. Is. What Thank what you. nationality is that? Um, uh, this is crazy. Uh, it is uh, Karosha is uh, Polish on the Polish, Russian yeah. border, and you know who knew it right off the bat was Olga Corbett. Mm-hmm. She was <laughs> uh, the gymnast back in 1972. Mm-hmm. Um, she come up to me and she started talking to a boyfriend in Polish, and I just talked right back to her, and we, we were we were talking back and forth like Yomoya Drogayachekohan, and we were just going on and on, and and she's like, she says you're on the border. I says yes, my family was in the Russian army. Oh, and wow. so it was amazing. We both came from like the same little area. And that was so, yeah. So her and I will be working together too on a ghost show too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's really cool. All over the place. Yeah. So that's what it is. Polish on the Russian border. Uh, I think I've, I definitely have French there. And I'm also Abenaki. That's a Native American out of Newport, Vermont. Hmm, okay. Wow, which is part of the Algonquin uh, Federation. You got quite a mix there, but I I love the Mm -hmm. name. It's unique and not very forgettable, but very hard to pronounce for a lot of people. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So am I saying it right, Cartolosha? No. Carosha. Carosha. You kind of roll the L that goes after the D. Carosha. Carosha. Like the D is is silent. Carosha. Yeah. You know, I have a hard time pronouncing people's regular names. So don't, you know, (laughs) don't don't get me wrong. (laughs) Just say K-O. K-O is okay. Um, um, But Kevin Clement, the guy who owns Chiller Theater in Uh Parsippany, New Jersey, oh, he loves me. He come up to me when I saw him this past April and he goes, KO is okay. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's nice fantastic. Yeah. We, well, I, I'm going to tell you right now, we appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for well, coming on and making your statement. And uh, right, it, was fan- you. it was fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Let me come on anytime. Give me absolutely. a call. And, and if uh, you're ever in the area, we're coming to, we're coming to meet you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All follow right, us. A- absolutely. I'll, I'll find out more. And, uh, as far as the negotiations go and okay. the dates, I know they're in September. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to do that because we That'd can be have great. some, we can have some yeah, fun. Follow Let's us do on, it. follow us on Twitter and, uh, we'll, we'll uh-huh. also tweet it out there. And, uh, if you want, we're at the statement show on Facebook and you can go ahead on there and, and follow our website and we'll, we'll put your podcast episode up there as well. So if you want to go ahead and throw that. All right. There. Excellent. All right. Well, that's cool. All Fantastic. right. Thanks a lot, guys. So that was cool. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the paranormal. And uh, I wanted to mention the whole thing with the Constantinos because uh, he had mm-hmm. shot and killed her and he also mm-hmm. killed one of the roommates. It was just very disturbing in my opinion. But uh, if anybody knows me, they know I'm a big fan of the paranormal. But one of the things I really I can't stand is the ones who hype it up. Uh, and some of the shows out there, they've gotten really bad. You know, I really liked, yeah. big fan of Ghost Hunters, big fan of uh, Ghost Adventures, but got Ghost a little weak. Yeah. 
The past couple of episodes for me with the Ghost Adventures, you know, and I, I always it's like a tradition at the house that we'll we'll record it and then watch it so we can kind of run through the commercials really fast, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's just become a Saturday tradition that we'll OK, Ghost Adventures, let's go. And we go downstairs to shut the lights off, you know, oh, watch yeah. it. In the oh, dark, well, last... do, the, do the whole scary thing. You know how it is. Man. Sure. You know, um, I like to watch scary movies with my daughter. We went and saw that movie, Annabelle. And then mm-hmm. I told her I, I pulled a couple movies off the. Uh, the dvd shelves that's right dvd not digital anyway i pulled them off the dvd shelf and showed her hey you gotta watch a couple of these she's oh whatever and i mean there was a movie i saw called um apartment or is it is it room 1408 and uh oh my god uh samuel jackson's in it i mean it's really really in my opinion it's really scary i like it um and then the the new Stephen King's It's coming out. I'm going to take her to see that. So I'll have to check it out a little bit first, but uh, for the most part, I think she can handle that. But we're going to watch the miniseries. I have that on DVD. Yep. I'm a big fan of the Stephen King series stuff, so mm-hmm. uh, the new It movie. And then somebody introduced me to a new trailer. It's out there. Everybody ought to check it out. It's called The Dark Towers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dark Tower, I think. Dark Tower. The, think, oh, my God. That, it's Dark Tower, yeah. I think so, It's yeah. cool as shit. You got to check that out. Um, that, that trailer is... It just looks really cool. I think everybody like that. Uh, I'm going to be there opening weekend for it, though. I can assure you. Oh, my God, man. So uh, I'm going to tell you what. The Stephen King stuff just hits it out of the park. He um, does. And all the stories. And 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 the funny part is, you know, what really throws people is not every movie is paranormal. Because look at um, uh, what's the one that had Kathy Bates in it where she sledgehammered his ankle. Misery. Yeah, misery. Misery. Oh, my God. That one took Mm. me for a ride. I mean. Plus, and I like James Conn, so. He did, did so many. You know, you figure what, um, Cujo and Christine and, and all, you know, there, there was so many at one point that Stephen King was just running through them. And then you think, okay, I haven't, haven't really heard much. And then next thing you know, there's four or five more that he's doing. And he's somebody else, Zach, is that I want to get on yeah, the show. Or is he I want to get that man on the show. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Anyway, I think we've had a great interview tonight, and um, I'm going to wrap things up here. But I want everybody to know that they can find us on Twitter at Statement Show, iTunes, The Statement. And they're going to get out there and subscribe and leave a review for the show. But subscribe to our iTunes, The Statement. You're going to be helping us out. And then we're on YouTube, and Terry's been doing a great job with updating it. That's The Statement Show. Uh, We're on Facebook at The Statement Show. Go ahead and follow us there because we put all the links for everything out on Facebook and and on Instagram, which Terry's also doing, which is Statement Show. So, Mm -hmm. and you should see all of our past episodes as well, man. We've, we've got Dale Dye, Brian Brushwood, Jenna Von Oy, just to name a few, Stanton Freeman, uh, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, Jim Harrell, Kurt Angle. Um, yeah. So we, we, we interview every mix of everything. So we keep going and we got some great guests coming up, stuff we're not going to mention right now, but we appreciate you coming on and and listening to another episode. And, uh, we're going to keep this thing going here and the train's going to keep on moving. So that's, uh, that's another wrap on the show. So the lights are out. See ya. When you hear some people go, oh, no, when you die, you're just done. That's it. It's black. It's gone. When you add the paranormal, when you add those things, unfortunately, spirits slash ghosts, mm-hmm. whatever, we lump them into Bigfoot and Loch Ness oh, Monster God. and uh, you unicorns. Know, well, I've taken my pets on uh, paranormal, say, adventures and things like that, and, and they're very good ghost detectors. Mm. I mean, they, they will look and bark and... Well, that's it. That's the end. And if you're still listening, you might as well go ahead and listen to my little uh, rant here. Twitter, you can follow us at The Statement Show. Go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes, The Statement. YouTube, The Statement Show. And Facebook, go ahead and follow us at The Statement Show. Pretty easy to find if you ask me. And, of course, Instagram. I think Terry is doing a great job with that. So uh, if you're still listening, you, you probably should have cut it off by now. So <laughs> the lights are out.